Good evening and good morning, everyone. Tonight is the Sunday night recording of the Monday morning show. We're Bleacher Brawls. I'm Doug, your host with the most for today. Uh, Patrick has a day off. Uh, I'm here with John, Steve, and Luke. And as we speak right now, the Yankees and Guardians game is going on. Right now it is four to two Yankees in the bottom of the sixth so uh any updates during the you know any game updates during the recording we'll we'll pause and and send them to you um we only have one series left that's going uh on still every other series is final so today we're going to talk a little bit about each of those and we're going to uh talk about some hot topics that have come up um during the postseason uh before we get started with all that i just need to lay some info out there if you don't know by now we're bleacher brawls we are everywhere folks we're we're on bleacherbrawls.com where you could find all of our columns and all of our archive and current podcasts that we put out uh we're on instagram we're on twitter at bleacher brawl and we are on youtube at bleacher brawls and we put out all sorts of cool stuff so you can find us across whatever medium floats your boat um we're going to go into some first pitch where we're going to say hi to everyone um john you're first on my screen what's up hey what's going on dog uh lots of baseball going on however i'm only watching the yankees i'm incredibly locked in on that (laughs) <laughs> and didn't even realize that the Braves uh, had lost to the Phillies and were out of it. Um, as far as enjoying baseball right now, I, it's been very stressful. There's been very little enjoyment. <laughs> and um, yeah, there, and then there, the little enjoyment I had was kind of really crushed last night, uh, Saturday yeah. night. So a uh, lot going on and uh, lots of stress involved. See, it, it always it's always nice when... Like it's it it's nice when your team is in the playoffs, but then it gets just super stressful, right? Because if your team's losing, then you're like, crap. Like I don't know. Like some nights when my team loses, and it's like it's hard to go to bed sometimes. It's like crap. I know I'm mad that they lost. Like, damn it. Um. So yeah, tons of baseball. Barnes, how you doing with all the baseball? I love it. I literally love every yeah. second of it. Um, yeah been trying to pay attention to as many games as possible just because they're all happening on the same days it seems like at different times which is nice so it's not like a regular season game like on tuesday night where you're like oh there's 15 games going on who do i pay attention to but it's been really nice going from like a three o'clock game right into the seven o'clock game right into the whatever like that's just been a ton of fun go yankees (laughs) luke what about you me, it's uh, I just have been enjoying one of the most exciting postseasons I can remember that the Red Sox weren't involved in. Uh, it's yeah. uh, like uh, kind of like uh, John was indicating before. I was thinking the other night, this is very the, the one bad, the one good thing about not having the Red Sox in the playoffs is that I just get to enjoy the games from a, an emotional distance. I don't have to deal with all the stress uh, with every single pitch. Uh, so that's so that's nice, and I haven't done that in a while. Uh, just watched the whole postseason while my team wasn't in it, so that's fun. Uh, just to kind of enjoy it, and luckily, the first year I've done it in a long time. It's 
it's been one of the more exciting postseasons I remember. Uh, it's just there's a lot of cool stuff happening. Walk off wins, uh, great pitching performances. You know, just really good teams playing. Uh, just a lot of exciting baseball. So I'm enjoying it a lot. Yeah. So those of you that don't know, this is our first se- first full season. Actually, it is our first and first full season of being a Bleacher Brawls crew going through the playoffs. And um, it's it's we have so much so many conversations in our chats and and we're we're all watching games and throwing stuff out there. And uh, it is just really fun, you know, being able to talk to people that, you know, generally like baseball, genuinely like baseball as much as the next guy. And. Uh, that's really cool even even if your team's not in it um so that's really fun all right i was certainly throwing things last night you mentioned throwing stuff out there there was a lot of things <laughs> last night. yeah so um while we're on the subject we'll go around the horn uh our first uh first base is the yankees and guardians uh i'm gonna throw it over to john and barnes to give us the skinny on what's going on Man, as of this recording right now, the Yankees are down in the series one to two to the Guardians, and so is my spirits and my hopes. Uh, but during this recording, the Yankees are currently up in game four. They're looking to tie the series, drive it to game five. Uh, as a whole, it's just been a, it's been a real blast, and it uh, it's like one of those things where I know I'm going to go into work tomorrow and there's this one guy at work who's a very, very irrational Yankees fan. And if the Yankees lose the series tonight and I, I'm walking into work and I see him, he's going to go fire Boone, fire this guy, like get rid of this guy, trade him, get cut him, blah, blah, blah. Don't resign judge. Like I'm just waiting for the irrational, like, like chatter that's going to be happening. If, if we lose to the guardians, if we make it past the guardians, if we lose to the Astros, like it's just going to happen. It just, that's the one thing I'm not looking forward to like through this playoff run. So maybe to like Luke's adage of not having to deal with the stress, but you know, what's been a quick shout out to Harrison Bader, whose first home run as a Yankee came in the playoffs. I think he's actually one of the first baseball players to do that. Like hit his first home run for a new team in the playoffs which is pretty cool yeah because uh you know the yankees lost that trade by trading away starting pitching depth we'll find out we'll find out tomorrow because uh <laughs> tomorrow is going to be a bullpen you want to win the, the world yankees series win, right? it's a long way to go you know, you know a lot of pitching just saying. yeah it's uh it was been something else you know the first game one you know, it came off such a high. You really thought the Yankees matched up well against Cleveland. Games two and three, it's been tough. Um, you know, it's a wasted opportunity because Severino pitched so well last night, and this team just needs to start scoring runs. You got to give Cleveland all the credit in the world because they are hustling, man. Like you see those guys on the base base pass, there's no quit. And just a couple innings ago, Glaber Torres hit into a double play where if he was hustling out of the box, he would have been safe at first. He clearly – they didn't show the replay, but he clearly wasn't hustling out of the box. And it's stuff like that that worries me because Cleveland is just all out every play. Uh, this has been a really tough series. And I, I still have hope. You know, I still think the Yankees can win tonight. They're ahead right now. If they can close it out and win tonight, then all you have to do is win one game tomorrow. And – um you know, it's not over yet, but it's been incredibly stressful. Yeah. Um, 
it's it's a very good series um i think there's gonna no matter what happens i think everyone's gonna be genuinely surprised on what the outcome is and we may have to wait till tomorrow night to see that uh depending on if the yankees can win so look if, hang on in the spirit of bleacher brawls before we move off this topic we ooh. have to hear luke's opinion on this series oh, does luke have <laughs> on this series so far um well I thought going in, I think just about everyone thought going in the Indians, if the Indians were going to win, they needed great pitching and clutch hitting uh, to win the series. Cause you know, they weren't going to hit a ton, but they need to be able to get big hits at the right times. And so far that's what happened to the extent that they won two games. Uh, other than Tristan McKenzie in game three, they've gotten really good pitching. Um, even from Quantrill, the number three starter, um, you know, he did pretty well. He kept him in the game in game one. Uh, Bieber did really well uh, last night, I thought. Or was that last night? No, uh, the night the, in game ago. two. Uh, he did really good uh, keeping him down. Um, and uh, so far, the Indians actually, they have been hitting a lot better than I thought they would. They got six hits in game one, nine hits in game two, 15 hits in game three. Um, and, uh, I think it's been funny that it's not Jose Ramirez. He hasn't been the one carrying the load really, but this kind of no name right fielder, Oscar Gonzalez is getting every single big hit, uh, that the guardians need. Um, he's got the winning hit in three of their four. They've won four postseason games so far in this postseason, and he's got the game winning hit in three of them. So, uh, my question to you guys is why Clark Schmidt last night, where is Clay Holmes? what happened to him and what happened to the spreadsheet that tells Aaron Boone what to do when the game is close. To be honest with you, that is the question that literally everyone's been dying, like has been asking, been shouting for. And to be honest with you, I don't, re- I per couch coach over here doesn't really have a freaking answer. Cause I'm like, why that's a no brainer. You throw in your, your closer, your best guy, go get it done. The only thing I could be thinking of, and it's like he outsmarted himself. It's like, okay, let's get Clark Schmidt in there. We have the two-run lead. He should be able to just finish this game out, and we'll save Clay Holmes for the game four where we'll go Cole, we'll ride Cole as long as we can and then throw Clay Holmes to finish it out. And then that's the winning recipe to win this series and move on. Instead, he makes this bonehead play, puts in Clark Schmidt. He stinks, freaking lose the game. And it, that's what it was. The Yankees lost that game. Like, credit to where credit is due. The Cleveland Guardians, not the Indians anymore, Luke. Uh, oh, did I call them the Indians? Yeah, so no, slight sidebar. That's time that'll happen. <laughs> my wife goes, hey, who are the Guardians? I go, well, they were used to be the Indians. She goes, well, what's a Guardian? I was like, I think <laughs> it's a Native American. I don't know. And we had a chuckle about that. Um, but, yeah, the Yankees lost that game. Aaron Boone, like when people go, I want Aaron Boone fired. This is a moment where I can go, okay, I can see where you're coming from. And I'm okay with that because he made the wrong call. John, what do you think? Yeah, I defend Aaron Boone all the time. There's no defense to last night. That made no sense. Your theory probably makes the most sense out of all of it. You know, for what it's worth, Clark Schmidt wasn't that, like he wasn't horrible. Like what we saw last night isn't what you normally see from Clark Schmidt. Unfortunately, what we saw last night was last night. It was a disaster. Yankees lost the game, and Boone just made probably the worst decision of his managerial career. Yeah, it just, you know, everything is, 
everything is magnified on a stage like this. So, so my, my take on this whole thing is don't coaches normally have like a pregame interview or something where they're like, this guy's available, this guy's available, this guy's not, and so on and so forth. Like, isn't that like standard procedure, uh, especially during playoff games? Even if that was the case, I don't think anybody's going to tip their hand and tell the opposition what they can expect. And I, I mean, like what John and Barnes, you're both saying it's a horrible move by Boone, but it, it, is it really Boone making the, the move there? Or is it somebody calling him and saying like, all right, you know, um, mother says to go with, with Schmidt, like mother being like the computer in Alien that is like making making all the decisions and everything. The artificial intelligence chip has decided, all right, Clark Schmidt's going to get the ball here in the ninth. Yeah, that's entirely possible. I don't know. Well, regardless on who uh, wins tonight's game or tomorrow night, if necessary, um, the opponent is the Houston Astros. Um, I know I know, John and Steve are going to say that, yes, the Yankees have a shot in against them. Um, and I know what Luke's going to say, probably not. <laughs> But um, so if the Guardians win, do they have a chance against the Astros? Realistic, like, you know, put your analysis hat on and like, what do you guys think? I definitely think they do. This is like, this is a really good team that we're watching right now. They put the bat to the ball. They don't strike out a lot. I mean, that stuff like that plays so far in the playoffs. You see them hustling, like beating out infield singles and double play balls. If this is a team that if they get past the Yankees, they, I, they could win the World Series, especially now that the Braves and Dodgers are out. Uh, this is a team that could legitimately win the World Series. Barnes? Yeah, I, I mean, I think if the Yankees were to get past the Guardians, you know, and they take on the Astros, I think they, they could beat the Astros. Could. I favor the Astros, you know, I don't, I'm not, I think, I think everyone does. <laughs> I, I feel like the, you, the big thing is, and we'll, we'll get to it when we cover their series next is that they just have a lot of guys who have been able to rise to the occasion where right now the Yankees really haven't had that. Okay. Fair. Luke. No. They can, I mean, yeah, the Guardians are a good team, but the Mariners are a good team too. I, I would put the Mariners right at the same level as the Guardians. Sure. And it, it, they just couldn't get it. And they had it. They had it right there for them. The chance to really, really get the advantage in the series. It couldn't happen because, and I don't, not so much because they screwed up, but because the Astros are that good. And it's not just that the Astros are good. It's now they've got, six years of being so dominant that it's they're making people do th stupid things too because they're afraid they're it's a mental thing it's not just their play on the field like people like these are the astros and if we want to beat them we can't make any mistakes at all it's making it's going to make people overthink certain moves it's like the bill belichick the, the patriots factor uh when brady was still there like how are we going to beat these guys and you end up psyching yourself out doing something stupid that maybe you normally wouldn't do and it's just there's too much there's an intimidation factor even on a whole nother level uh, as to the skill factor no one's as good as the astros they're by far the best team left so who has a better shot at beating them the yankees or the guardians 
the the Yankees. <laughs> Yankees. They they got the right mix of pitching and hitting. See what um, I did there, John and Barnes. <laughs> I appreciate that. I've never seen that happen before. <laughs> I can't wait to spade. I'm gonna. Uh, I can't wait to make that my like text tone. Oh, I, I I drew Luke a bridge and just made him walk off of it. <laughs> All right. Um, Thanks, Doug. Let's have Luke talk to us a little bit about the Mariners and Astros series and see if he could figure out where the uh, offense of the of the Mariners went. Uh, well, this is a case of the the Cinderella story of the postseason getting swept away by the best team in baseball three games and done and they were all close games and the Mariners had so many chances to win each and every game but they didn't do it they couldn't seize hold of it uh the way they wanted to this series this whole series was lost in the eighth and ninth innings of game one so in the eighth inning, they're upset. The Mariners are up seven to three. Andres Munoz uh, has Bregman up with a man on base, throws him four straight sliders, four straight sliders to Alex Bregman. Uh, so I know that's his. I had an argument with Derek in, uh, in the Bleacher Brawls chat about this. So uh, Munoz's best pitch is his slider. He throws that 70, 75% of the time or whatever. And it's a good slider. It goes about 88, 89 miles an hour. He's got 102, 103 mile an hour fastball to balance that out with. So I get what the idea of, all right, I just threw him three, three straight sliders. He's definitely expecting the fastball now. So what am I going to do? I'm going to fool him and throw the slider. The problem is he wasn't pitching the Giancarlo Stanton or JD Martinez guys who can't who have nightmares about sliders because they can't touch them most of the time uh alex bregman as much as we all hate him and i think we all here pretty much do he's one of the smartest and most disciplined hitters uh in the league you know he's not gonna fall for the banana in the tailpipe he's he's you're not gonna fool him you're gonna throw him three straight sliders now his bat slowed down and even if he's looking for the 103 mile an hour fastball his bat slowed down enough that he recognizes the slider. He's got plenty of time to turn on it and kill it. Um, so overthinking there by Munoz should have insisted on throwing the fastball. That makes it seven to five. And then I think Scott Service saw what happened to Ryan uh, Hensley, Helsley um, in that game one of the Cardinals Philly series. And he, he, he was thinking, I'm not going to watch sit by helplessly and watch my closer blow this game. So when it's seven to five, he uncorks kind of a, a pitch that hits uh, this pinch hitter Hensley. So he gets on first and then Pena gets the single. So now you got two guys on and the winning run coming to the plate and it's Jordan Alvarez. And I think that one pitch that got away from uh, Paul Seawald, uh, the closer that got him scared. That got Scott service scared. He's like, I got to do something. So he brings in Robbie Ray the lefty starter to face Jordan Alvarez who hits lefties pretty well, just so he can do something service was just like, I got to do something. I can't just watch my closer fail here. And that's what happened. And Jordan Alvarez, the, the new big poppy just killed him, killed him. And he did the same thing in the next game too. He hit, so he hits a walk-off home run in game one, three run Homer. And then he hits the two run Homer in game two. So he wins both the first and the second games on late inning home runs against the bullpen. Um, you know, uh, it's just 
the advantage they they crapped their pants the mariners crapped their pants scott service crapped his pants um and it's not even fair the astros lose george springer and carlos correa and they replace them with jordan alvarez and jeremy pena it's just not even fair they just they lose stars and they just have more stars that they bring up and just slot right in um also altuve was awful he's swinging at everything I don't know what's up with him if he's hurt or whatever, but he's going to be a problem for the Astros moving forward. I think. Yeah. Um, I think that that was the, like we were talking about the whole Aaron Boone and, and uh, you know, with the. Just overthinking it closer. And it's like, you know, one, you got to trust your closer. Who's been nails all year. Right. Seawold. Right. And Two, you're going to bring in a starter like that, you know, and that was just like on a whim, right? You know, Robbie Ray didn't get warmed up properly or long enough or anything, right? And then you're going to bring him in to put him in a situation he's never been in. I mean, I know that they're professional athletes, but it's like, that's just, that's just like, as soon as that happened, I was like, this game is over. Like everyone could think it, like, you don't have to be any sort of advanced baseball fan to know that that had doom written all over it and uh, all those things and you know service knows all those things you know service yeah. knows ray is a starting pitcher he he takes five days getting ready uh to go out and pitch he's not going to come in in the ninth inning with two guys on against their best hitter and have his best stuff it's goofy but it's that astros intimidation factor he's like yeah. i gotta do something this guy's gonna crap the bed and i'm gonna look like an idiot just like oliver Margot. uh no, your closer is your last resort. If you can't trust the closer to get out of a jam in the ninth inning to win a playoff game, you don't have a closer. Yep. All right, Barnes, John, what do you guys think of it? Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, and I talked about it, I mentioned it, and it was just seems like that the Astros have guys who can rise to the occasion. The Alvarez walk-off home run, the Jeremy Pena walk-off home run in the freaking 18-inning onslaught of just brutal pitching. And then also just Christian Javier, who came in and literally dominated the that game. Like, as soon as he came in, he just dominated, and it was like annoying to watch with his wind up and Doug I know you and I were in the chat and he was you're just like what the hell am I watching here is that Javier or Garcia oh Luis Garcia I said I said Christian Javier uh I meant Luis Garcia Patrick if you're listening to this edit it out so I don't look like an idiot but I don't mind looking like an idiot it's fine it's okay Luis Garcia he has all right now side tangent is who would you rather watch pitch Luis Garcia or or Clevenger from the Padres because <laughs> I know we were chatting about that. I thought you were gonna say Robbie Ray and his like awful grunting. <laughs> He's like a tennis player, but it, it was one of those uh, just players rising to the to the moment. And Alvarez, Pena, Bregman, Garcia, <laughs> not Christian Javier. <laughs> My bad. However, shout out to Christian Javier because you kicked the crap out of the Yankees earlier this year too. So credit where credit's due. But it was just, I that's what I think that the Mar- the Astros have that the Mariners didn't have. I, you know, I think the Mariners just don't have that maturity yet, and that's and that's okay. They're a really young ball club, but they have a lot of talent. So, but I think once they can develop that maturity, that postseason maturity, like the Astros have, they can be pretty dangerous. Yep, John, you got any thoughts? Yeah, oh, I shout hate out to Astros. Christian Vasquez. Shout out to Christian Javier 
Also, while we're at it, shout out to Christian Vasquez. And why not shout out to Javier Vasquez as well? Anyway, yeah, I hate the Astros. Uh, I <laughs> really only like I all I cared about for I was just checking the final scores of uh, those games. I didn't really watch much. I just I you know have tunnel vision on the Yankees right now, so I'm not going to contribute much to these other conversations. But yeah, I do think the Mariners are going to be a team that are, we're probably going to be seeing in the playoffs more often. This was some good experience for them, especially going up against the Astros, who are you know, have just been such a dominant team for the past couple of years. They got some good experience and a lot of young talent with Luis Castillo on just a ridiculously team-friendly contract. So we'll be seeing more of that Mariners over the years. All right. So um, a couple questions. I think I know the answers, but if anyone uh, has a different answer than what I give, please uh, speak up. Uh, do the Astros have a shot in the next round? Obviously, the Astros are going to be the favorite no matter who they play. Uh, they're the best team in the American League. Uh, we can probably figure out that uh, Jordan Alvarez is the MVP of that series for the for the Astros. Um, Real can... quick, Doug, before you move on to the next sure. one, is I want to Alvarez is obviously a huge MVP, but I want to give credit where credit's due to the Astros bullpen. Yeah. Over those three games, they pitched 20 and a third innings. Obviously that number's juiced because of the 18 innings. Yeah. But the, over the three games, the bullpen issued six walks and 23 strikeouts. Like that's, that's just huge. Like if with that type of quality coming from the back end of the pitching rotation, they're going to be super dangerous. All right. Are the, uh, I know, um, John kind of already hinted to it, but are the Mariners in the postseason next year? Are they going to be a better team next year? I hope they get there. They're exciting. They're fun to watch. I definitely think they will. Uh, they got they're better because they will have Luis Castillo for a full season, and I don't see the Angels, uh, Ra Rangers, or uh, Athletics getting that much better anytime soon. And hopefully the this is it for the Astros and going to be on their way down. Six years is plenty of time to be dominant. They don't need any more. Uh, I think you and all of America minus uh, a small population in, in, the, in Houston agrees with that. Luke. Uh, they'll be, they'll be back and look how their starting pitchers did. And I don't think any of them are going anywhere for a while. Like Castillo did great. Logan Gilbert did really well too, actually. Yep. And uh, last night, uh, George Kirby, uh did awesome shut down the the astros lineup uh for all those inning the astros just one more thing that makes the astros so much better than everyone else the, the mariners starting pitchers shut all, all three of them shut the astros down for the most part the astros hitters just waited them out waited for the bullpen to come in and then beat up on the bullpen didn't exactly necessarily beat up on them but they got their wins against the bullpen yeah i think mariners will be back I think the key there was in game losing that game one was just heartbreaking, uh, especially after they tagged Verlander. Um, they had it and they, they just let it go. Uh, all right. The next one was the has to be the Cinderella story of the postseason so far. Uh, the Phillies and the Braves, the Phillies uh, beat the Braves. I mean, look, nobody thought these Phillies would beat the Cardinals first off. And then I remember Barnes, when we were talking on, on Monday night, like 
I was like, hey, you know, we saw what the Phillies just did in in the wild card round. Do they even have a chance in the in the um, in the NL, uh, NLDS? And we just we were just like, I know me and you were like, no, no. I mean, <laughs> there's no way. I'm literally just catching the business from all my Philly coworkers yeah. who are, they're just like, dude, what do you think about the Phillies now? I'm like, God, that's so Philadelphia of you, but there's, there's just <laughs> like no way. And then, and then they go and they just beat the Braves three to one. Um, wow. You know, it, it's, it's just crazy to, it, it almost leaves you a little bit speechless, right? It, it's kind of like last year's Braves. It, it's, it's very similar. Um, Bryce Harper had a great, great, great series. Um, the only game he had two home runs and he he had like multiple hits in every game except for the the one game that they lost. Yeah, game two, um, where I think the Phillies got shut out in that game, right? Well, regardless, yeah, they got shut out. Yeah, three nothing. Yeah, so they got yeah shut out and and one hit. Um, they tagged up Spencer Strider, who just did not look. You know, he was coming back from an oblique injury, did not look good. Um, you know, uh, you could tell. I think his his fastball velocity was was way down, and the Phillies beat up on Max Fried. You know, and Aaron Nola and um, Zach Wheeler did their jobs. And and the Phillies just go on to win. Um, so the Phillies will advance to the NLCS. <laughs> I'll save my question for for uh, for y'all know what my question is, but I'll save it for for after uh, you guys talk about it for a little bit. What, what are you guys' thoughts on the series? Um. This was my bracket buster. I know we all everyone's bracket buster. None of us had the Phillies. I don't think any of us had the Phillies going and past the wild card round. Yeah. I think. Um, but, yeah, nobody. But uh this but I had the Braves going all the way. I had the Braves winning the World Series. So th- this really busted my bracket. I had the Mets, so <laughs> um <laughs> worse for you. Um the the Braves pitching was supposed to be they were supposed to be able to ride their pitching uh through this tournament and they gave up 24 runs in their three losses 24 runs freed and spencer strider and charlie morton all got pasted by this phillies lineup that you can't sleep on them anymore i thought it was you know yeah they got some big bats they'll hit they'll hit some dongs you know but as far as going station to station starting rallies and stuff they're not going to be able to hang with the big boys and i was wrong we were all wrong and most of america was wrong cuz when this phillies lineup i mean when you got guys who can hit this hard and hit this many home runs if they get hot then their lineup can hold up with anybody's lineup harper had 5 rbis in the series castellanos had 5 rbis in the series uh reese hoskins hit his home run in game four, that pretty I'm much slammed. ended it. Yeah. I, I, I saw that and he, the way he pimped it, he spiked the bat and stuff. I was like, yeah, this is done. Yeah. This is done. Braves are done with. He um, fired up Philly with that. I'll tell you. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I kind of felt it for, I'm not a Phillies fan at all, but I kind of felt that moment there when Hoskins spiked the bat and I'm like, Oh, if I was a Phillies fan, this would be, you know, this would be it. Be like, yep, we're for real. Like we're as good as anybody right now, just because this lineup is that hot. Um, moving forward. I don't know, but well, I, I mean, how do you not respect them now after that? I heard the groundskeepers are still filling in the hole where the spike bat went. And I was like, holy cow. Like he, he threw it into the ground, not like on it and into, there was a crater there. It was a Gronk spike with a bat. I'm going to recall it. The Hoskins spike now freaking Gronk spike out of here. But the, one of the biggest things I noticed here was the Phillies in the games that they won, they put up seven, nine and eight runs on the board. And the Braves struck out 43 out of 128 total at-bats in the series. They, the Braves were just striking out. And I'm sure we'll we'll cover it a little bit more in, in the next series as well. But it's like, hey, is that first round buy really worth it? You know, yeah. if you're striking out that much, obviously the baseball is a game of, you know, one-third of the time you hit you're a legend. If your team strikes out one third of the time, like, and the big thing here is obviously, you know, you're not going to have an awesome team batting average or anything, but that's literally 33% of the time. You're not even putting the ball in play, which I think is huge. Yeah. Um, so what were their, what were their runs game to game? Uh, they put up seven runs in game one, zero and two nine and three and eight and four like the, the... Kyle Schwarber hasn't done a damn thing mm-hmm. exactly They're, they did they are doing all of that with an MIA Kyle Schwarber that's the thing that I hate about guys like that the low average high home runs guys because you you see them coming into a series like all right here's our guy he's gonna do it it these he only gets hits 20 percent of the time normally over the course of a season in the postseason, you see all the best pitchers. So the chance of him doing something are even smaller. So it's mm-hmm. like, great home runs are awesome. But even if you hit 40 home runs a year, if you hit 218, which he's hitting, you're not getting all that many meaningful hits over the year. Other than those home runs, you're getting maybe 25 other meaningful hits all season long. You can't depend on them. All right, John, what do you got? Uh, another series I paid very little attention to, but uh, I do have family in South Jersey on the other, just across from Philadelphia on the other side of the Delaware River. So, um, you know, shout out to them. My cousin Sam actually did a lot of the art, did all of the artwork for early on Bleacher Brawl's website stuff. So um, good to see them happy. In general, I don't like Philly at all because of the Eagles. And like I won't even use Philadelphia cream cheese. I'd buy Storm Brought because I just don't like Philly. <laughs> so so you know, whatever. Congratulations that they moved on, but I don't like Philly. I don't want to see Eagles fans happy. I love so, my family down there and all, but I don't like seeing Eagles fans happy. So not to get into politics really, but uh, and this really isn't, but it the last not. <laughs> the last couple times that the Phillies have won the World Series have been like the Great Depression. Um there was another time in like, what was it, 59? I don't remember. I saw a tweet something. They won in 2008 when there was the recession and that housing crisis and, uh, and then inflation going crazy, uh, you know, right now. And, and the poverty Phillies. 
Yeah, it's Phil. It's Philadelphia. They're a horrible city. Um, like if I had, if I rubbed a lamp and a genie came out and was like, "Look, man, you can cancel three things in this world." Like number one on the list would be the Philadelphia Eagles. I just no, like <laughs> I don't like Philly. Barnes says P H U C K Philly. <laughs> I'm not going to sound it out, but you can get it. All right, here's the question, guys. I I normally. Do the Phillies have a shot in the next round? Yes. Yes. Why? Because because they're not playing who we all thought they were going to be playing, right? Be- because they're they are because doing now it. we're Philly believers, right? They're just doing and I tweeted it in our little group chat and it was just like the more I'm seeing them, the more I'm believing in them and they've got a great one-two punch, Nola and Wheeler. The, the they're putting up runs which not a lot of other teams are doing and and now they can go up and throw them out in games one and two right and and not freaking uh two and three so like you can see them twice most even even the fact that if they had to play the dodgers i think they could have gone toe-to-toe with the dodgers now too it was one of those things i think we as a fan base i know for me speaking for myself when i saw this phillies roster i was just like ah that this, it looks like just a bunch of guys who were yeah. and the teams the way they got there was on the backs of random individual success not oh my god everyone's clicking at the same time and right now almost everyone with the exception of Kyle Schwarber is clicking at the same time and look at what they're doing they're putting up tons. They're putting up runs in bunches, like what Mike Tyson did with his punches. <laughs> Luke, do the uh, Phillies have a shot? No, I said I'd respect them, but I, I don't. I still don't trust them to to beat the Padres. I don't think the Padres are going to sweep them uh, or anything like that. It could be good, but it's it's a matter of depth for me. And they got a, a lineup full of nine guys, eight or nine guys who can hit. But they got, you know, a good one too, like you guys were saying, and with uh, Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola. Is it Aaron Nola or is it Ivan Nola or is it Austin Nola? It's Aaron, Aaron right? Okay. So A Ron. Yes. Okay. Um, so that's a good one too. But that third guy, Suarez, Ranger Suarez or something like that. Um, it's a, I mean, he didn't do terrible in the series, but it almost kind of felt like a bullpen game. But he was in, a, he got an early hook. I mean, and their fourth starter, I don't know if it's Alvarado or if it's some other guy or if it's a bullpen game. So I just don't think they have the guns that can keep up with, um, you know, a crew like uh, Musgrove and Darvish and Clevenger and um, Snell. I don't think they have a chance because like kind of like Luke was just saying, I think San Diego is a better team and those cross country flights can cool down a hot team really quick. So they're going to be traveling, and who's the higher seed in this? I guess probably the Padres. Padres, yeah, Padres. Yeah, right, right. The Padres, right. So I think that's going to hurt Philly. I think just the Cinderella run uh, is kind of going to be over in this series. Um, at this point, I'm fifty fifty. I I don't have a favorite going into it. Uh, I'm fifty fifty. Um, all right. So just give a little update. We're in the bottom of the eighth. It's still four to two Yankees. Barnes is fist pumping all happy. And Clay but... Holmes is in, in the eighth too. So I guess maybe they want him facing Stephen Kwan or maybe they're going to go two innings with them. I don't really know what's going no, on right now. Wandy, we... Wandy Peralta is in the bullpen throwing right now too. So they're going to put him in after Holmes. So maybe um, there's a little, go. uh, weird stuff going on. 
again. The spreadsheet has spoken. Yeah. All right. Um, anyone have a different MVP than Bryce Harper? Maybe Russ, Reese Hoskins for the for the Grand Slam, but probably Harper. I think it was a three-run homer. Um, funny slam. question. Was it a three-run homer? Why did I think it was yeah. a Grand Slam? Oh, well, either way. Um, I think you could go – I'm sorry. I, I know you're trying to move on, but I think you could go with Harper or Castellanos because Castellanos had five RBIs too. Okay. Um, Harper's a bigger name, and he he's the leader, so I think they kind of feed off him a little bit more. But Fair. I mean, maybe the MVPs are the MVPs are the – Braves starting pitchers just crap in the bed and not doing their job. And uh, I'm pretty sure we will see the Braves back in the postseason next year. (laughs) Um, Okay. Luke is now going to tell us who the Phillies are playing. We already said it, but he's going to tell us what happened between the Padres and the Dodgers. Pat, edit out all previous mentions of the Dodgers in the NLC. (laughs) I, I think mean... it was only one mention from John. I forgot the spoiler alert. It's okay. Um, so this, the Padres and the Dodgers, in my mind, is by far the best series of the playoffs so far. And I know that the Dodgers finished 22 games up on them or whatever ridiculousness they finished on them. But in my opinion, these are the two best teams in the National League. And that's without Fernando Tatis on the Padres. Um, after, and this is something I didn't think this going into the playoffs, but I think it now, um, what a great series and by great, I just mean just well played games on both ends, every single game, quality starting pitching from both teams, except Clevenger, um, from the Padres in game one and Tony Gonsolin for the Dodgers in game four, two errors made the whole series, one by Will Myers on the Padres, one by Trey Turner on the Dodgers. Um, and it just felt like a flawlessly played series. Like that's why I think the two best NL teams, because they just played the game better than anybody else I've seen during this postseason, except the Astros. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever one team made, and there were so little mistakes, but whenever one team made a mistake, they lost, they lost the game. And that, cause that was all it took with these teams, you know, Clevenger getting battered around early in game one, they couldn't recover. The Padres couldn't recover from that and lost uh, for the Dodgers uh, Gratterall and Blake Trinan slipping up uh, towards the end of the game in game two. And they, the bullpen lost it. Um, Andrew, Andrew Heaney, right. Uh, coming in in long relief makes one mistake pitch uh, to Trent Grisham in game three. Dodgers lose game three. And then the bullpen again, Tommy Canley, old Yankee friend, and uh, Yancy Almonte getting knocked around in the seventh. Dodgers had a three-nothing lead. One bad inning for one, not even bad, just one inning where the relief pitchers just weren't really on top of the game. Five runs and you're going home. Um, uh, you know, uh, Cronenworth, you know, uh, Jake Cronenworth and Manny Machado. Uh, were really the stars of this series uh, in my estimation. Um, But uh, I think Trent Grisham has probably been the Padres best best uh, player throughout the playoffs. This guy, this defensive specialist center fielder hit 184. He hit 184 this season. He's hit 381 with three home runs uh, so far. Uh, in the playoffs, he's the star of their postseason so far. And like, and Juan Soto hasn't really gotten going. And it's, it's just Machado has had a 
a really good postseason, but he could light up so much more than this too. They are just so stacked. And then on top of that, you got Fernando Tatis Jr. coming. Oh, that's right. He's a <laughs> schmuck. So that's one other thing. I, it, imagine how the Padres would stack up against yeah. the Phillies if Fernando Tatis was in the lineup. Yeah. Well, that, you know, could you imagine your team in the postseason and you're sitting on the couch at home? When that you're is, supposed to be the star yeah, of the that, team? That is just unbelievable. And not because you're injured, like Kirk Gibson, you know, uh, just because you were an idiot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me ask you this. I was going to bring it up on my, when it was my time, but um, Fernando Tatis Jr., let's say the Padres go on and actually go on to win the World Series. Padres win their first World Series of all time. Fan base is ecstatic. Do the Padres say, I've had it with the organizations that I've had it with Tatis? This guy is clearly a problem. And do they try trading him to restock their farm system to make another run at it? Or you keep him? I don't see them trading him. You can't give up. I mean, you got to be realistic. You can be pissed off all you want, but you got to be realistic with the talent that guy has. And what is he, 21 years old, 22 years old right now? It's, you know, you can't just write him off and be like, all right, he's never going to get his head straight. Yeah, he's he's so good. And we talked about it on an earlier pod episode. And if you want to listen to that episode, go to bleacherbrawls.com. We have all the older episodes archived there. Um. And also, breaking news, uh, Clay Holmes just struck out uh, Jose Ramirez to end the bottom of the eighth. So, shout out to Clay Holmes. Um, but Tatis, I think, is just so talented. And we mentioned it on that old episode that they're, they might try to sweep it under the rug and just like, okay, like, to be honest with you, everyone's kind of forgotten about Tatis and maybe even just forgot about the incident as a whole because he is so marketable. I think that I think the Padres keep him like he's just so imagine how good that team is when you add him back in, yeah. you know, it's like, yeah. oh, we have something that's amazing. Let's just make it better. It's like just like getting uh, instead of making a trade at the trade deadline, you get someone back that's been on the IL the whole year. Right. You know, re- just restock like Harrison trading. Bader. Yeah. Trading from within. Yeah. And Bader, yeah, exactly. You know what the thing is, the guy that he, Tatis was going to be the center fielder this year, I'm pretty sure, and then he got hurt. And a guy who replaced Tatis. him was a defensive specialist who hit under 200 all year, but now has contributed more in the playoffs than probably Tatis would have contributed if he were playing. So it just goes to show how funny baseball is. You never know who's gonna who's gonna be hot and who's not and who's going to cool off is just so cool to see it work out like this. Sorry. All right. Um, Padres Phillies Um, Padres have a shot. Do they have a shot guys? Like I said, I'm, I'm 50 50 with this uh, just because I did not expect either of these two teams to be here. So I'm, I'm, I'm 50 50 on the series. Yeah, I, I know I said that the Phillies have a shot, and I do. I'm actually like 55-45 in favor of the Padres. Okay. I just – I like their pitching. They're hitting from everywhere in the lineup, So, and Luke hit the nail on the head. They're And they're kind of doing what the Phillies are doing. They're yeah. doing it without – Soto hasn't really been that relevant, and he was a 
he's probably the big market guy you know and yeah. shout out to uh derek who's always like first ballot hall of famer manny machado and i know <laughs> alvaro hates that but you know even my guy uh jake kernelworth you know he's just getting hits and he got hit he got hits in every game just like bryce harper did you know he has five rbis to that series he's been phenomenal and i, I just think that the padres can with the home field advantage, they're going to be able to handle the Phillies, but I can see it going like six games, seven games. Yeah. That's John, if the Phillies John, stay hot, like they are right now to go six games, possibly even seven games, but I don't think, yeah, I, I think Wheeler and Nola can go toe to toe with who starts game one and two, but there's just too much of a gap uh, in those later games in the series. What do you think, John? Yeah, I think it's going to – I think Padres win this series. I think they're just a better team all around, and I I, I just think it's I, – I, I, I'm just picking the Padres. Well, shit, I'm picking the underdog. <laughs> I'm 55-45 in favor of the Phillies. Screw it. Why not? I've been wrong about pretty much everything so far, <laughs> uh, but let's, let's take them. I feel like they have the similar stories this postseason, like – Nobody expected either of them to be here. Um, and and I, before, oh, sorry, sorry. Doug, yeah, go no, on. go ahead. So, so it's like it's like, but I feel like the Phillies are more of the underdog. So I'm taking underdogs. Just before we move on, I just wanted to. I, I'm remiss to not say anything about the Padres bullpen because they shut down the Dodgers for four games. Uh, they 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 were lights out. They're not. I mean, other than Hater, you don't got any really big names in there. Uh, but I also want to say, I know I can't stand watching Mike Clevenger pitch because he's always dancing around there. But Wilson, the reliever Wilson, does the same thing. And there's another reliever that does it too. And I can't, I think it might be Nick Martinez. They all do that kind of dancing thing. So I don't think Clev, I don't know if Clevenger was doing that back when he played with Cleveland. But um, that's, I think that's a, that's the team thing that they want for whatever reason the pitchers dance before they throw it i can't stand it but i don't think it's just clevenger i think it's an organizational thing all right um we'll definitely see the dodgers next year they were the winningest team in baseball this year with 111 wins uh luke has crowned the mvp of the series cronenworth right or was it grisham uh, no, Cronenworth's the Cronenworth. MVP for this series. He had all the big hits. Any the, uh, any issues with that, Barnes? Absolutely oh. not. Jay Cronenworth, I remember watching you in 2020. I liked you then. I love you now. Go, Jay Cronenworth. All right. And, um, yeah. So, uh, real quick, just a couple of discussions before we do studs and duds. Um, all right. So, this year, MLB – just, I mean, the lockout screwed everything up, right? So maybe this isn't going to be an issue going into next year. But um, the ALDS to play to have games on TV every single day since the AL since the division series started, they had an off day after game one, right? And then they had a rainout after game, a rainout in game two. Um, so it's like we waited three days before we had game two, right? Um, but I need to know some thoughts on that. Like, it, it, it just didn't seem smart 
to have a day off right after game one. It's like in a in a series, like during the normal season, you don't do that. So it's like, why are we doing it now in the postseason when they these games really matter? Uh, any Barnes, you you look a little uh, enthused in that. Oh sure, I'll go. I was actually just trying to get John to go because he oh. looked more enthused. Oh but sorry, <laughs> I, but since Doug kicked it to me, you know I'm the new sheriff in town. I'm speaking first. Um, it definitely feels weird. I overall actually like the scheme that they did with the wild card being three series. You know, then the yeah. best of five. I I really like yeah. that format. I. Agreed. I just don't really like the the day off in between. I, I felt that it was really weird, really strange. And, you know, now, and if there is a weather thing, because it is that time of year, especially on the East coast, more so yeah. than the West coast and, you know, North and North teams will also get that too, but it, it, it'll really hamper the later end of a series if it does go the full length. And I think on the one hand, it does, you know, maybe make it worse to the general public. But as a baseball fan, you can go, oh man, now we really got to see what these teams can do with a, like a, a weird mix of a bullpen game or, you know, yeah, you know, like not necessarily your best starter going out there. Yeah. Cause in, you, you think normally in game two, you're going to get game five also, but we're not seeing, there's no chance that we're seeing game two starters in game five because there's only three days in between game two and game five. So um like there's no travel day and there's no off day you know there's just no off day uh john what do you think i'm not a fan of it i think major league baseball is their own worst enemy they do Uh stupid stuff like this schedule make the schedule so dumb change things up when they don't have to like throw players out of the routine and it's all to make a little bit more money when you know they're already cleaning up like it just it's stupid and you know actually it's a good thing because if they do stuff like this for money and then they have you know have teams have time off like now you you could have potentially had like a dodgers yankees world series which major league baseball would have loved they would have had the most eyes on it as possible they would have made the most money but because of their own stupidity and being short-sighted they screwed themselves and just made a bunch of dumb mistakes. Uh, it's dumb. They're dumb. They make bad mistakes all the time. And Major League Baseball is an incredibly short-sighted organization. All said, Luke. If it's not broken, don't fix it. So it makes the perfect sense. You got two games, and then you get the travel day off. And then you got two more games, and then you get the travel day off. So, uh, I mean, I, I don't blame them for the weather. If there's a rain out, there's a rain out. Everything yeah. goes out the mm-hmm. window and it's just, you know, stuff happens. What are you going to do? Um, but just to, I, we, we talked about this last week and I think Derek said that major league baseball wanted to have baseball every day, but I mean, that's easy to do anyway. Just start two. you can have baseball every day. You get two series, you start two series on day one and you start the other two series on day two. And then when one team's tra- when two teams are traveling, the other two teams are playing. I did like the the whole four games in one day, the baseball all day thing, but yeah. it's it's a it's a small price to pay not getting to watch four games in one day to have stuff work out the way it should work out, uh, and to 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 make it easy. Don't make things harder on the players. Just. It, you know, get a day off and then play another game in the same city and then fly fly and then play in the new city the next day. It's, it should be about the best teams. It shouldn't still be 
about the grind as far as travel goes uh, at that point at this point of the year? Yeah, if there was no off day on the second day, then game three, they won, they wouldn't have been in New York. Two, even if they were in New York, that would have been an off. Well, that would have been a travel, their travel, regular travel day anyway. So the rain out wouldn't have happened. Um, you know, it's, it's raining or it was raining earlier in, in Cleveland. So, you know, but um, so they're, they're playing through that now. Um, we're going into the bottom of the ninth. And we'll see if the, uh, wow, Astros. we'll see if the Guardians can do what they did yesterday and come back. This, this is the Steinbrenner series. This is the, the Steinbrenners are from, well, at least George Steinbrenner is from Cleveland. That's where he made his uh, fortune building ships and stuff. Huh? So and his two cities are squaring off. Um, I, I think, uh, cause even so, go, sorry, going back for a minute, you know, there were even some days that you had all four games on at one day, you know, going years back, you know, last year that, you know, there's still DS and CS games on four games on the same day anyway. So like, like John said, it's, if it's broke or was that you, if it's broke, don't fix it. If it's not broke, don't fix it. You know um, I hope this is just like a lockout ism, you know, and hopefully this doesn't happen again. But um, I, th- you know, I think they definitely did the wild card round right, um, which will bring me to the final discussion of the night. Um, there was about a week off for the um, for the for the one and two seeds in each division. Um, there's a lot of people saying a lot of chatter that it's too much rest. I think the uh, Braves manager came out and said, we don't need five, six days of rest. Um, But, you know, there's always this sidebar, like how do we fix it? How do we make it better? Um, So my question and discussion to you guys is, one, is it broke? Two, if it is, how do we fix it? Um, And then I'll piggyback off of that after I hear what you guys have to say. I mean, quit crying. Would you rather have a few days extra rest or would you rather have to play in that first series and have to earn your right to the, to the division yeah. series? It's, yeah. I, I mean, just, I know it takes you out of your game a little bit, having so many days off. You haven't had nearly this many days off at a time all year, uh, but you, you just gotta, you just gotta do that. Like you and Barnes said on a Doug and Barnes show, maybe you have a simulated game where the pitchers are, are pitching the, the minor league pitchers are pitching to the, to the hitters. So they stay tuned up. I mean, I don't know, but if you do want to solve it, I think you can take one rest day off the table. They would never do this, but what I think is, would be cool you do the wild card round all in the same week all in a weekend two days so saturday you play a double header you play a double header saturday on wild card weekend and if one team wins both games it's wrapped up if you split it then you play the rubber match on sunday and then that's one less off day you work in that's one thing you could do but they whoever loses a team was a buy that loses the next round. They'll still bitch about the three or four days rest or whatever they're getting. Cause they're looking for, they're looking for excuses. Um, 
you know, just too much rest is a good problem to have. You know, don't yeah. don't make it like it's a horrible problem. Yeah. Come on, you figure it out. Guys, John Barnes. Yeah, I mean, I think both of these guys, uh, Barnes and Luke, have come up with some pretty interesting ideas over the past week regarding the playoffs. Like Luke's idea of to do the doubleheader, I absolutely love that, Luke. That's a great idea. And Barnes's idea of to keep teams fresh or hitters fresh, be, to be playing simulated games off their minor league pitching, I think that's a great idea too. Uh, I do think that the wild card round or the, should start immediately. Like there shouldn't even get a day off. Like you should, you know, just go right into it. Um, I guess maybe if they were to do Luke's doubleheader series, then I could see taking a day off. But if you're just going to do three game series straight up one day game a day, why get the day off? Just go the very next day season ends the next day you're playing. Um, Cause it, you shouldn't get, you know, it's, they should make it hard if you're a lower seed. And I just think it stinks. Um, it obviously things went wrong this year because you know you had you know two top teams that got buys get eliminated, and um, you know so yeah so I it is something's wrong and I think it's just need to kind of readjust it next season. Yeah. So, yeah, Barnes. Dare I say it? Like the I, I mean if if I don't like the one game wild card like how it used to be. I don't really like that because baseball is about series. Yeah. Um, and I think, do we collectively agree that like that the one game and winner, yeah. like win or die, you, you know, that's stupid. The wild card series was definite, a, a very good thing. So now my next, my next thing is obviously I, you know, I suggested like doing a simulated game, but dare I say, like, do you expand it out to two more teams and, like the first team plays that like first seed plays the eighth team, you know, and you just make it eight teams instead of six teams. Cause that way there's no, like everyone's getting the same amount of rest. Like there's no like, Oh, well we had a week off, you know, you avoid that situation. You know, is it, is that stupid? It's, it's not stupid. Um, I, I just feel I, like you can't have it both ways. You, I, you can't, you can't. Yeah. I, I feel like that's, just as valid as as luke's thing it, it's a we have a problem right people see that there's a problem and you guys brought up two good solutions to it uh i'd be okay with either one i think frankly i'm okay with how it is right now you know it's like it, listen yeah, i agree being, i like the way it is now being the one or two seed like if you're whining about it, like if you think you're entitled to something, like like what do these people want? Do they want uh, uh, to start the ALDS up one game? Like is that their solution? Like I hear all these other people whining. Oh well, you know why are the Padres and the Phillies in it when the one, two, three, four seeds are all out already? Why is the five playing the six seed? Like. This isn't play. Yeah, it is because the one and two seeds sucked bad enough to lose. So that drives me nuts. So go win the, some freaking games. If they're they're not the worst, they're not the lesser teams. If they were in a playoff yeah. series where yeah. it's not about one to twenty six anymore, it's about one to 12, 13, 14, yeah. Who has the best fourteen players or so in a short series? That's who's the who the better team is. It's it, it's a marathon, not a sprint. But then the playoffs start and it's a sprint. And that's how it works. 
111 doesn't mean shit if you can't go and win a five-game series. If you won 111 games, that means you won a lot of three-game series. So do it again. You just have to do it one more time. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's more it, that yeah. it's been so unpredictable yeah. that teams have teams have beaten teams that they should have should have lost to. I mean, great. That's better for the sport. I mean, yeah, Dodgers fans are going to be upset. Braves fans are going to be upset, but you know that they only got themselves to blame. Yeah. All right, guys. We'll quickly run through studs and duds, and then we'll wrap it up. Uh, I know we've mentioned a lot of MVPs and, you know, people who haven't been doing it. Um, by the way, the Yankees game just went final 4-2. So we will have game five tomorrow night. So Barnes and John can stress it out for 24 more hours. Hey, hey, John, real quick while we're on this topic. Do you think uh, your guy from the My Guy episode that we did with Patrick, Tyone, do you think he takes the bump or do they go Herman? Uh, I'm actually just looking. ESPN has Tyone listed. I don't know if that's official. Um, I think he did pitch a couple of nights ago in relief, so I would just go with Ty- uh, with Herman. I wouldn't even risk it, but I don't know. It's It's nerve-wracking either way. The spreadsheet says Tyone. Give us Tyone, damn it. I hate spreadsheets. All right. So tomorrow night, we will have game five. Uh, studs and duds from the ALDS round only. So they could be from winning or losing teams. Uh, what do you guys got? I'm interested here. I'll go first. Uh, I'm going to start with my dud because I want to end on a good note. Uh, but my dud was actually a my guy from a Doug and Barnes episode. Ooh. So I'm calling myself out for getting it wrong. Damn. My guy, Dansby Swanson from the Atlanta Braves, was Sucked a complete it. dud. He yeah. went two for 16 in that series. Two but for 16. He's a free agent. Does it hurt his value for next year? Uh, I don't know if it'll hurt, <laughs> hurt his value overall. I mean, maybe he'll go to a team like the Red Sox and because they'll get rid of Bogart. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, I I really think I thought Dansby Swanson was going to be good and he just stunk it up. And I yeah. like to believe that he would have been part of the Braves if they were successful, but he yeah. wasn't. Uh, he's, stud. He's, he's not the only Brave to stink it up. That's why they're not here anymore. <laughs> Studs. Stud. I'm going to go with Harrison Bader. For the New York Yankees, panning out, you know, that, uh, like, okay, let's look at it this way. You know, if we're the Yankees are in this situation and they don't make the Bader trade, I get, does Montgomery go out on the bump for them in game five? Yeah, probably. Are Montgomery and Tyone pretty much the same? Yeah, pretty much. So, you know, we're getting a guy who's been contributing. Game one, he went one for three with his home run. You know, uh, game three, he went two for four with a home run. Game four, to, like the game that they just played, he went one for three with a home run. You know, he has four RBIs in the series. He's contributing. He's getting it done. Absolute stud for the Yankees. Harrison Bader finally showing up, coming off the injury. Yet they could have Jordan Montgomery to pitch game five tomorrow. Just think about that. 
they could have, but he's the same as Jamison Tyone, and he's a John's my guy oh, how from the Doug you. and Barnes show. So, John, you're up next, buddy. Yeah, so, I mean, my stud would have been Harrison Bader had you not took him. But So, I have to uh, go with Garrett Cole for my stud. The Yankees won two games in the series, and they've both been off of Garrett Cole. He showed up, he answered his doubters, and he really finally earned that paycheck. So, good for Garrett Cole. He's the stud. The dud is the whoever made the decision to not pitch Clay Holmes last night, whether it was Boone, Cashman, the spreadsheet. I heard there's an acronym for the spreadsheet. It's D-E-R-R-I-K. I'm not sure uh, what it stands for, but that's what I heard it is. We love you, buddy. Uh, but the yeah, whoever made that decision is the dud. We're going to go with uh, Clark Schmidt. He's going to be the pitcher. Glavin. Um, I'm going, so for my studs and duds for my stud, uh, I'm sick. I'm, I'm going to go with the, just stick with the Yankees guardian series here. For my stud, it's, uh, going to be Oscar Gonzalez. Uh, every, every game that the, well, three of the four games, as I said before, that the Indians, have, ah, that the guardians have won in this postseason have been with him getting the game winning hit. Uh, he has taken the Jose Ramirez role. Uh, and he has kind of thrown the Guardians on his back offensively almost, at least as far as the big hits when they matter most. Uh, so Oscar Gonzalez is my stud, and my dud is, I mean, how does anybody not pick Aaron Judge to be the dud? I mean, 62 home runs, MVP, apparently a lockdown center fielder. Uh, I mean, he's, he's supposed to be the team. And now I went into the playoffs. I said, at our pre playoff show, look, judge ain't going to see anything to hit. He's not going to do much. You got to get guys other than judge to help because he's not going to get anything to hit. Well, I was half right. Cause yeah, judge hasn't really done a damn thing, uh, in this series, but everyone's pitching to him. He's got, he's got one walk. He's got one walk all series. Aaron judge, the apparently unanimous MVP, according to Yankees fans, it's two for 16 in four games with, uh, I think it's nine strikeouts now, one walk, one walk, one home run, two RBI, three runs scored. So he had a, a big hit in a loss. So he really hasn't contributed to any Yankee wins so far. So to, you still got game five, luckily, thanks to everybody not named Aaron Judge. So is he going to make, is he going to, finally not be Dudley uh, in in the biggest game, the most important game, because that's what MVPs do. This is the only way he can resurrect himself from Dudness is to win game five for the Yankees. All right. I'll go last. Uh, I mentioned it before. Uh, I'm going with Bryce Harper. Eight for 16 in the NLDS. 500 batting average. Two home runs. Five RBI. Um, only four strikeouts. Uh, wow. Also in just doing my research when the nationals won the world series in 19, I forgot Harper was a Philly at that point. Uh, I don't know why that just slipped my mind, but I was like, where is it? Where was it? 2019. Like, oh yeah. He was a Philly. Yeah. He don't got no ring, right? <laughs> no, no. They 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 let him go, and then they got immediately better and won a World Series somehow. And they, they got immediately it. worse and are the worst <laughs> in baseball. He's he's making up for it now. Um, 
and I'm excited to see him in the next in the uh, NLCS. Um, Mike Dud, I'm going with Scott Service. He really messed up by putting Robbie Ray in. Like you're up two runs, not like a a, a one run game at this point. They need three to win. Uh, I, I just thought that was a horrible move. As soon as I saw Robbie Ray coming in, I was like, this game is over. And two pitches in, Jordan Alvarez just hammered it and, and walked off the game. Like, anyone could have seen that coming. I just think that was the worst move I've ever seen. <laughs> Alvarez knocked was the biggest reason he, why the Red Sox got knocked out, out last year in the ALCS. And he's, yeah. he's a postseason monster. And yeah. don't pitch to, you know, give him the Aaron Judge treatment. You know, walk him, walk his yeah. ass when it's important. Pitch to judge because he's going to strike out. But, you know, pitch around Jordan Alvarez. Yeah. All right, guys, that was a good show. I enjoyed it. Um, awesome postseason we are having. We're going to a game five to see who plays the Astros tomorrow on the National League side. We're already set. Phillies versus the Padres first games will be in San Diego there. Um, did we hammer out a Wednesday night show yet? Or are we waiting on to see what happens with the Yankees? There's going to be a Yankee show Wednesday. I mean, so it might a be a Yankee show, it, no matter what it might be a death oh, yeah. of the Yankee show. No, no. If it is a death of the Yankee show, that has to wait a week. I will not be able to pro if the Yankees lose tomorrow, I will not be able to do. A okay. Show on Sweet. I will be happy to do the death of the Yankees. <laughs> no, you yeah. will not be doing, you'll be doing your own taunting the Yankees <laughs> episode. It could just be Luke for 60 minutes talking about how horrible the series yeah. went. And then the week after Doug and I can do the death of the Yankees, but I, that's not going to happen. We shouldn't even be thinking of that. We're going to be positive. We're going to have a Yankee show on Wednesday. And prepping for the Astros. It, it can and, be, if that happens, it can be the Luke and Derek show, and Doug will just kind of like throw in a couple words here and there. <laughs> hey, we did our Death of the Red Sox show. We, you had we, all season to prep for that, all right? You were ready to do the Death of the Red Sox show in May. Yeah, That's, you've been, here's a valid argument. You had, you had months of material. <laughs> all right, so... I, I am glad there's a game five. I'm glad we, we had a game wait five. to see what happens tomorrow to see what our Wednesday night recording of the thursday morning show is um all right i told you at the beginning where you can find us youtube bleacherbrows.com twitter just go out and find us you'll find all of our good stuff um all of our podcast episodes are uh, archived i guess the only other thing that we need to figure out is when the doug and barnes show is for this week barnes uh probably tuesday right tuesday 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 probably 7 p.m we will be doing the doug and barnes show um it'll be the start of the series i don't know what the game times are offhand the uh game time for that phillies padres is set to pitch at eight so we'll start at seven we'll get it wrapped up right before first pitch so that way you can enjoy the game uh without and before that you can chat with us what about the American League side? American League side is start, uh, set to start on Wednesday. Oh, okay. The Doug and Barnes show could be the death of the Yankees show. I thought, no. I thought they both started on Tuesday. Um, okay, so yeah, at 7 p.m. on 
on Tuesday, Eastern, of course, we will have the Doug and Barnes show to preview the championship rounds. And that'll be a good one. Uh, guys, did I miss anything? Did I miss anywhere that these lovely listeners can follow us, find us, listen to our stuff, learn about us? A uh, huge shout out to Gus Johnson of Bleacher Brawls, Derek, who runs our YouTube. Uh, and Luke actually mentioned it earlier, like one of the first sentences in the podcast, calling Jordan Alvarez the new big poppy. Uh, Derek did an awesome video at the beginning of the season. Uh, on YouTube about Jordan Alvarez. So check him out. Obviously, he's popping off in the playoffs, but check out our YouTube page. Sweet. Forgot about that one. Um, all right. So I, I am Doug. I was your host tonight. I was joined by John, Luke, and Barnes. Thank you all for staying here, listening to us, enjoying us, supporting us, loving us, being good fans, all the encouragement. We're Bleacher Brawls. We're better than the next podcast under us in the standings. So help us out. Listen, comment, like, so we can move up in the leaderboards. Thank you, guys. Have a good night, morning, afternoon, whenever you're listening to it. Peace out. Otani for MVP. Go Orioles. <laughs>